Well, welcome back to Work Minus, where we talk about what we need to drop from how we work and quick pivots you can make today to get closer to a better future of work. Today, our guest is Andy Kitson, People Ops at Redox, and this episode is Work Minus More Titles. Hi, Andy. How are you today? Hey, doing great. How are you, Neil? Very good. Very good. Now, Work Minus Titles is a topic that we talked about several episodes ago, but we want to revisit it now with you. So why don't you start us off with who you are and what you do at Redox? Yeah, sure. Uh, so as you mentioned, my name is Andy Kitson, and today I am building out our people operations function at Redox. Um, and, and just for some context, Redox, we are a, a startup. Uh, we're growing pretty quickly, and we build out um, building a, a platform for healthcare technology. Okay, so you're in people operations. Is that what other people call HR, or how do you describe that? Uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 roughly similar. It's you might say it's like a re- rebranding of, of HR. If you've uh, ever read Work Rules by Laszlo Bach, um, he has kind of a, a nice description of how they operate, like landed on the people operations title. And um, it's, uh, you, it's, it's a t- not title, a uh, uh, moniker. Um, and it's often used to kind of reference HR in, in more technology and startup environments. Okay, so great. Now, your background is actually as an engineer, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So walk us through how that transition has been for you. What is that story? Yeah, I started pretty early at Redox as one of the first few engineers and spent like a ton of time really in the trenches, hands on keyboard, building out our our products, getting our first customers, getting the platform up and running, stable and trying to scale that. And over that period, my day-to-day work really shifted from uh, you know, building the product and the platform to how do we build the, the organization, the engineering organization that, uh, that is the one building the, the product and the platform. Um, so uh, that's, that's one way that my role shifted over the past few years. And then uh, last December, we were doing some, uh, some 2018 planning for, for the full company and as we looked at what we're trying to achieve as a company, it, it became pretty clear that we're going to have to scale other parts of, of the organization, similar to how we had scaled the, the engineering team and answer questions like, how do we hire great people for this? When we have great people, how do we think about career paths? How do we think about compensation? How do we think about performance, managing that, and, you know, expectations and how do we divvy up work among teams and, and, that, and that sort of thing. Um, so, so in the, the time, like the, the engineering team has uh, a, a lot of great people, um, pretty much all of them are, are better at the actual engineering tasks than, than I am, which um, is an amazing thing to, to, to have happen. And it became pretty clear that like the, 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 the way I can have the greatest impact for, for the company is to, to shift focus from the engineering team to um, you know, how, how do we build Redox itself? as an organization and yeah and so then i i, I made the move yes that brings us up to to now so as you were an engineer in all these discussions thinking about things did you just find it natural that you were always drawn to the discussions of how do we build a better organization uh yeah i mean it, it's it's an interest I, I i really love systems as as such so uh that that means you know technology systems like the the, the product you're building but also uh i, I think systems that are um where, where people are, are, are the main um, entities in that system are, are incredibly interesting uh, just because people are, are really complex 
and they can um, do a lot more than you might expect of them at first. If if you think about how do we how to engage people in the right way and make sure they're working together and motivate people, and um, uh, and, and that itself is an interesting problem. So so I'd often gravitate as you know we'd we'd hit um, issues that might present as technical issues, but you dig a couple layers down, there there are more structural organization of people issues. Um, th- those those are the sort of problems that I. I like solving that I would gravitate more, more towards. Yeah. So engineer going over to people operations, not common, but not totally unheard of, but we're talking about work minus title. So how did that work out in terms of your title, your position as you made that transfer? Yeah. So at Redox for us, we, we really, I, I guess we, we don't really care about titles, uh, certainly internally. Um, so at the point where I was, um, you know, about the transition, I, I really thought of my role as I am um, engaged in building out the engineering organization. And there wasn't like a title that, that necessarily went along with that. And in thinking about, all right, what should I start doing next? Um, I could answer that question without the thought of really, you know, where does my, like, what happens to my title? What title do I get? Is this a lateral move? Is it a demotion? Is it a promotion? Any of those things. It could really just be a question of, you know, what what is the the greatest need at Redox that I am uh, uniquely capable of solving, and how can I shift my time to to do that? Um, and I, I think if we had a set of titles that I we had to negotiate or, or anything like that, that would have slowed down the process and produced just a layer of friction that that we want to avoid. So tell us how your colleagues responded to this. You, you fellow engineers, other people working in, in people ops, was it just like an obvious thing for them? It was like, oh yeah, Andy loves this stuff, so it makes sense for him to be working on it. Or was it strange for them? Uh, I, I don't know if it was strange. I, I think when, when they thought about, you know, what what do uh, what am I good at and what do I enjoy doing, it, it, it made sense. Uh, we, we hadn't had, say, dedicated people operations function before, so there was some, um, you know, the set of conversations we had to have to establish, like, what is that? And you're able to take, trace it back. Actually, it's, it's these specific activities that we've been doing already on the engineering team that that makes sense. Um, certainly people like when they try to project their themselves into the position, I think that that made a little less sense. There are a number of jokes about how I, you know, achieved my dream of finally getting into HR and that, <laughs> that sort of thing. But, um, uh, but yeah, I, I think because you're able to really focus on like, what is the, the task and the value and how does that map onto what I'm, I'm good at? Um, it, it, it largely made sense. Well, tell us more about this culture of not really caring about titles. Is that just because you guys are a, a cool startup? How did that come about? What's that culture like? Yeah, so, so I, I'd say it's first off, the, the not caring about titles is not something we're like dogmatic about. You know, we're not on a mission to like get rid of titles or anything like that. Uh, for us, it, it's more a matter of it, it didn't start out with titles. We were just a group of people working on a really hard problem, and we wanted a high degree of fluidity in moving from, you know, what am I doing today to what is the thing I need to do tomorrow? And sometimes those are vastly different things. Um, and as we've grown, we, we really try to maintain that, um, that focus on each person should be asking themselves, what is, what is the biggest problem I can see from my vantage point? And how can I go about solving that? Um, so we actually have a, a, one of our values is solve the biggest problem in sight. Um, so the question, like, should we have titles? It comes up periodically, especially when you talk with candidates who are coming in, they want to understand kind of how do we think about titles or talking with customers. Um, but when we think about 
you know, do titles make sense for Redox? It's always through that lens of would introducing titles enable us to move faster? Would it enable the team to have a larger impact? And uh, for us, anyways, it, it doesn't make sense for us now. Um, and we expect that it would introduce friction in, in a number of ways that, that we really want to avoid. So tell us, you know, you have this internal culture where there's no titles, but you mentioned hiring, you mentioned people on the outside. A lot of times that's where the titles become a little bit more important. Do you have kind of a dual identity where inside there's no titles, but outside you have to give yourself some position? Uh, sort of. I'd I, I say, yeah, there, there's kind of duality to it. So, so internally, um, you know, aside from like our, our CEO and CTO, it's, it's hard to say what anyone's title is and people just know that, oh, you're on this team, this is your work, this is what you do and how you relate to the rest of your organization and, and titles don't really factor into that. Um, but yeah, when, when you're talking with a customer, um, sometimes you like need a title to get the, the right meeting. Um, for those cases, like people uh, are able to like put the title that makes sense for them on, on LinkedIn or on their business card. Um, and a lot of that's really trying to understand like when people ask for a title, um, sometimes they're asking for a title and, and it is a matter of status, but a lot of times they're like really looking for a shorthand. Um, so from a customer's perspective, it's often, um, you know, is this someone who can make a decision on behalf of the company? And I want to talk to someone who has that. And so title can be a signal of, all right, this is a person who like, can decide for Redox. And, and we actually want to empower, uh, uh, <laughs> empower like, people without having a title to, to, to be able to make decisions on behalf of the company because they understand what we do and they are closest to, to that decision. Um, and if you know they need to tell someone that you know they're they, they they have a specific title in order to get them to believe that, then go for it. Um, we've actually had like a few like different people have have fun with their titles um, and and choose things that were a bit uh, whimsical, I'd say, in, in doing that. Yeah, can you give us some examples? Sure. Um, so the two uh, two two of my favorites are one of our our early engineers. Um, he, he really, uh, he, he's, he's a, a, a deep expert on healthcare interoperability standards, which are in our industry, extremely, they're a very abstruse topic. <laughs> uh, so he, his, his, his title on his business card was the standards whisperer. Um, uh, another, um, one of our solutions engineers when she came on, she and we were asking, like, you know, what what do you want on your business card? Her her choice was, uh, she wants to be listed as the tech enablement princess, um, and and so that just kind of speaks to like people can make up titles. Some choose to to go with something like that. Others are more like focused on um, uh, maybe a bit more practical, um, uh, but but yeah, we, I think we we recognize that like titles can be useful. Um, and whatever people choose needs to be grounded in some sort of reality. So it's not completely off base. We're not misleading customers. If, you know, if they want to know, like, can this person make a decision? Um, that, yeah, like the title can indicate that and that's, that's fine. Um, but, but yeah, in, internally, like we, you know, they, they don't really matter. And when they do, it's because they're, they're sort of funny and, and we, we get a laugh out of them. Nice. So you've intrigued me with this business card issue do people literally just you say what do you want on it and they can name pretty much anything and as long as it within reason you'll print it uh yeah yeah i mean so just to be clear like we don't want to mislead people right um but yeah like, like that's 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 pretty much the process we have is you know what do you want what do you need for your 
for your role. And if you're going to conferences and talking to a lot of prospects and and you actually like can make decisions for the company, you can get things done in a way that for them, like saying that you're a director is, is going to be the shorthand that, that makes sense. Um, yeah, then, then, then go for it. And um, that's, 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 that's fine. Going back to your internal team culture, how have you found that being titleless has enabled you to, to reduce the friction that you have amongst how teams work and how they operate? Yeah, so, so I, I guess we, we don't necessarily have a, a really clear before and after, like, you know, we had titles and we removed them. But there are areas that um, when we think about should we add titles, we, we choose not to because we're afraid of friction and um, really both like day to day, how we solve problems together. And then also um, when you think longer term, about how, how do people think about their career and career growth at Redux? Um, so day to day, I think we're... Um, the reason that we choose not to, to introduce titles or, or one of them um, is, is that, you know, we, we, we fear that titles might introduce frictions in terms of like what problems people choose to solve and how they go about solving them. Um, so if you have a title, there's kind of like this implied hierarchy and titles can reinforce that. And, and there's this question of like, when I look at a, a thing that has to happen, you know, is, is, that, um, is that a problem that's like above or below me? And we want people to feel that, like, when, when, when you have that kind of question, when you, when you look and see a problem, um, the, the, the relevant frame to use in, uh, in looking that, at that is, am I, am I capable of solving a problem? Do I have the context and the ability to, to do this? And that means that people, say, who maybe just recently started their early in their career, like they're solving problems that, um, that that feel big to, to to them, and that if they were to ask it from a point of like, am I the right person? Do I have the title? Do I have the authority? Um, like if you view it through, through that lens, it might be no. But if you ask, do they have the ability and the context? The answer is yes, and, and we want them to solve those problems. And then conversely, people who are more say like leadership responsibilities or um, you know who, who might have a higher level title. When, when they see a problem and they're best positioned to, to solve it, um, we want them to just go and solve it and not worry about, you know, is this, is this beneath my title or, or, or work that I should, shouldn't be doing? We want people to get their hands dirty. Um, so that's, that's kind of one set. And I think the other day-to-day activity is this really um, titles can kind of imply a, a authority that's granted by the organization and there are a number of pathologies related to that. Uh, so, one is, um, you know, if, if someone who has a title asks you to solve a problem, it, it can be pretty natural for people to like, solve it because someone said so. And because it has sort of the weight of the organization behind their title and behind their request. And um, one, that's like not, not what we want. Um, and then even if like they go and doing it, it's less effective because they don't fully understand why are they solving this problem? And are they able to like, course correct as they actually dig into the details. And um, if they're solving it because like a person with a title asked them to, then they just don't have the, the deeper understanding of what are we trying to achieve. Um, but if they're really able to dig in and say like, actually, I, I don't really think that's the right thing. Or if it is like, we need to have a deeper discussion about it. I'm not doing it just because you told me to and you have a title. Um, you know, we, we want people to be solving problems because they, they matter and, and not because someone asked them to. Um, and, and then, of course, there's, there's the, the hippo problem, you know, the, the highest paid person's opinion. And, and titles really are signals of, you know, who is the, the hippo in the room. 
And, um, you know, we always want people to engage with ideas on their merits, to push back on decisions regardless of where they come from. Not necessarily push back, but to, to, um, to really question and make sure they have a deep understanding and, and conviction behind what we're, what we're doing. Um, and, and those are areas that I think titles can, can introduce friction. It doesn't mean like you're destined to go that way, but um, when we think about ourselves, that's, that's why we choose to hold back. Yeah, it's really fascinating to think through the lens of decision-making and problem-solving, especially. I've never really thought about that element of, of that, which problems you choose to solve, how you approach them based on who's asking you to do that. It's very fascinating to, to think through those things. Um, just a curious question for you, just thinking culturally, what would make you guys decide to start to introduce more titles? Can you think of a, a cultural change or a growth size change, which would cause you to say, hey, you know, we got 600 people around here. We need to have some kind of level of hierarchy or some kind of level of titles. What are those things for you? Yeah, so I'd say for us, we're, we're always going to view this question through the lens of will, will introducing titles enable us to have greater impact as a company? Um, and if the answer is yes, then I'd, I'd say we'd be, be open to it. Um, for, for us, one of the values of, of not having titles is, is we, we really engage with uh, the problems, say, day to day. We think about career growth. Um, people are able to think about, like, what is the company going to need? Um, you know, a, a year from now and not just what, what titles do we happen to, to have out there. Um, and we're constantly, you know, building up new team. I'm building up a people operations function that we didn't know about a year ago. We're, you know, starting a product marketing organization that we didn't know we we're going to do a year ago. There, there are things like that where we, we, we don't have titles that people can direct their aspirations towards. Um, but part of that's like we're, we're still a, a we're a growing company. We're discovering some of these needs. I, I can see how in a period of like greater stability, where we're able to like really have a you know ten year career path or or something like that. Um, you know, titles titles can make sense. Um, ten years might be might be a bit long, but but the, the 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 point is like you know greater stability and also communication around like what what do titles actually mean in terms of responsibility and thinking up theirs. So there aren't um, misunderstandings. Yeah. Now you guys are obviously kind of on this very far end in terms of removing most titles internally, kind of getting rid of that. So as somebody who's, who's into people ops, thinking about organizations, what's next for you? I mean, where's the next place you want to go? How do you want to push the organization to, to further reduce friction and, and the idea of where people land within the company? What's that for you? So in, in terms of where I'd like to just go as a company, it's, it's really in building out an extremely strong uh, capability of communicating around like uh, growth paths, essentially, that are not title-based. Um, so as, as an example, we, we, we know that our, our team company needs uh, people who are able to lay out a vision for something that you know, we're, we're not doing now. It's, it's maybe discontinuous with our, our current business or way of operating and then um, having that be the place we go. We also need people who are able to translate that vision into action for the team. We need people who are able to coordinate a team around, uh, around achieving, <laughs> around doing those actions and carrying that out. You know, we need people who are able to um, do some more traditional people management functions and support individuals in growing your skills and excelling in their roles and, um, and, and really doing that. And so 
there, there are things that we need as an organization that we're able to start saying, all right, like we, we um, can name these are, these are different growth paths. They're, they're roles you can wear, they're hats. Be able to try them out and experiment with them. And it turns out that that is the way that um, you both find joy in your work and you're most impactful for the company. And then great, we found a good fit. If it turns out not to be right, and there's no harm in going back to whatever you did or trying out something new. Um, and having a really robust uh, career development and career growth that is uh, really engaging for all of the people on the team and drives the company forward and then, you know, really drives business results in, in a way that is um, low friction. So if it doesn't work out, you're not faced with, all right, I'm going to lose this title that I had, but it's, you're able to focus on, all right, I, I'm going to switch over to doing this other thing that I know is valuable for the company. And I have a, a set of um, tools and support structure and training around how do I develop those, those skills. Well, excellent. That's a good peek into the future where you guys are going. Andy, thanks so much for being on the show. It's been great to get to know you a little bit better and learn about what your company's doing. How can people stay in touch with you? Sure. Yeah, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm uh, Andy Kitson and I, I work at Redox as, we, uh, as, as we've been talking about. Or you can shoot me an email. Um, I am andy at redox.health. All right. Excellent. Andy, thank you again for being on the show. We appreciate it. And we look forward to talking to you again. All right. Thanks, Neil.